people are able to enjoy the work a lot more, you know, that they are going to work with, uh, with a lot of less stress, that they are able to uh, communicate better with their uh, colleagues, you know, that they do not have such a burden when they go back home, that they actually are able to let the work be at work and not take it at home. The internet has made it easier than ever to start a business. Succeeding on the internet, now that's another story. The big question is, what are those who are succeeding doing differently? This podcast has the answers. Hi, my name is Lisanne Murphy. I've spent the last three years running a successful advertising agency. I noticed with certain clients, I ran into the same problem over and over again. Their offering was just not grabbing the prospect's heart and wrestling them into purchasing submission. Why? Many of these business owners were so far down the road in their journey and so in love with their product, they forgot who they were serving, missing some essential steps along the way. So I'm pivoting focus. Join me as I go behind the scenes with the most brilliant entrepreneur minds to demystify the nitty gritty marketing hacks needed to be successful before spending thousands on advertising that ultimately separate the internet legends from the dreamers. On the previous episode, you heard from me as I shared all about how to find where your dream customers are hanging out online and how to discover how to draw them out to become your dream customers. It is packed with value, so check it out. But stick around because I've got Ella Van Suvin coming up next. She shares her story on how she became an entrepreneur and how she helps people in the workplace feel more purpose by increasing their productivity and contribution to the organization. Keep listening to hear the whole thing. Hello and welcome to the Marketing Matrix podcast. I'm your host, Lisanne Murphy, and I'm here with the beautiful and wonderful and talented Ella Von Zutphen. Thank you so much for being on the show with me today. Thank you for having me. I'm honored. Of course, of course. I just want to, I love how you, you gave your introduction. I'm going to give a little introduction about you and then we want to learn all about your story and about the impact that you're making in the world. All right. So I love when, when I asked Ella, I was like, how do you want to be introduced? She says that people have nicknamed her the pit bull for her fierce determination and passion <laughs> to help others succeed. So I would love for you to start, like, how did you get that name? And then I would love for you to go into like, how did how did you get to where you are today and and impacting the lives that you're impacting? So how did you become known as the pit bull? Uh, yeah, sure. So um, I am in real estate and in social housing for like 14 to 15 years, and um, with uh, social housing agencies, you are mostly um, communicating with the weaker. Uh, how you say? Uh, people in life, you know, like the poor people, the people in uh, the ghettos, in the lower suburbs, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So they have a lot of problems, and they need a lot of help. And sometimes in it, or sometimes, often in times in the Netherlands, there are a lot of regulations and a lot of rules, which uh, doesn't help that people, doesn't help help, yeah, doesn't help them at all. And um, I really care for people. I really wanted to help them. So sometimes I had to go, uh, I had to stand straight across off my, uh, against my boss. You know, my boss wanted to make one decision and I was like, no, wait, we need to do this. We need to stand for the people, blah, blah, blah. 
and I could be really, really fierce. And also with my colleagues, you know, if, if they wanted to do something that wasn't helping the tenant, I was like, wait a minute, you know, we are in a people business and we need to help those, uh, those peoples. And, you know, we, uh, you know, I know that we rent out houses, but those houses are lived by people. So we need to take a step back and we need to, you know, also take the personal segment uh, in our head. And, you know, because I was so fierce and because of the social housing agency and the real estate agency is a men's business. <laughs> so I'm, I'm mostly uh, uh, surrounded with men and they were like, oh, you know, she knows uh, what she's talking about and she's willing to, you know, to talk back. You know, she doesn't stand on the side or anything like that. And they're like, okay. So, so um, at one time there was a colleague and he said, oh, he's like, there we have the pit bull. And I kind of got a little bit mad and I was like, why are you calling me the pit bull for? <laughs> he's like, no, no, no. He's like, it's a good thing. He's like, because you're really sharp and he's like, you know what you stand for. And you, you know, you're determined, you know, you do not take no for an answer and you're soft. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I know that when he gave, uh, when he explained to me why, then, you know, I embraced that uh, nickname and then I was like, okay, you know, so I, I use it everywhere now, like in business or in life. And yeah, that's what I, I am. I'm it. the people. <laughs> well, and I love how, how it's, it's because you defended people, right? It's yeah. not that like you're a shark and you're cutting people down. It's that you're defending, you're defending people, which is just so, so, so cool. Yeah. Um, so I would love for you to just take a few moments to share your backstory and how did you get to, to where you are today? Um, so how far do you want me to, uh, to go back like childhood or the start of my business or, um, just what, whatever you feel would identify with other marketers that are just trying to make mm -hmm. an impact in, for, in their business. Okay. So, um, in the business that I am, am in right now, um, it kind of fell into my lap <laughs> and I had uh, disregarded that concept for a long, long time. Um, I always have been entrepreneurial or uh, business minded from when I was little and I tried many, many businesses like multiple times. I think by the time I started my current business, I, I think I already failed like six times and <laughs> yeah, I, I tried like all kinds of different things and I failed like miserably. Um, and uh, at one point I was living in London. I traveled all around the world and then I ended up being in London. I stayed there for over four years and I was working at a job 40 hours a week, still miserable. And I'm like, okay, Ella, what are you gonna do next? What is gonna be your next business thing? And I was like, I, you know, I don't know, and I felt like a complete failure. And uh, and I was like, okay, I tried network marketing and I couldn't do it, you know? I, I, I love the concept of network marketing, but at that time, I didn't have the know-how or the skills in order to uh, make myself successful. Um, I tried, um, uh, <laughs> I've been a nail technician <laughs> and, and, and yeah, all kinds of other stuff. and. I couldn't see myself being stuck in a job until like 70 or 80 years old. I'm like, okay, I want to work for myself. And at that job, I was completely bored out of my mind. So uh, I was constantly luring um, colleagues like, okay, can you give me some work to do? Can you give me some work to do? Because 
everything that I needed to do, I already had done. So I was constantly learning. And um, at one point, there was a colleague of mine uh, who suffered from burnout. And uh, my manager asked me if I could take over her work. And I was like, yes, <laughs> you know, finally some work to do. I'm not bored anymore. And they were like, um, there's one segment that you need to do, but you need to uh, keep in mind that is a recurring thing. And your colleague took about eight days to finish that task. So they're like, uh, if, you are, uh, if you think you are getting stuck or if you think it's too much, it's too overwhelming, you, let, you need to let us know because we need to figure it out or, you know, we need to do something different. I'm like, yeah, yeah, sure. I'm like, just show me what I need to do, whatever. And I did that thing, um, but the thing that she was doing every single month for eight days, the first time I did it within one day. <laughs> and uh, my manager and my director, they were baffled, but I also, they were panicking because they're like, that's not possible, you made a mistake, that's not possible. And I'm like, why not? Because an expert like her, who's done the job for over 25 years, doing it in eight days, and you are a newbie and you're doing it in one. So I kind of got scared and I thought that I was about to lose my job. <laughs> and then I had to show them what I did and uh, you know how I extracted the information and how I put it in a document and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, oh, you did actually, you did everything perfectly fine. And I'm like, yeah. Okay, so then we split our ways and I was, you know, I was really, really happy that I wasn't about to lose my job and, you know, I could continue going on my way and didn't think much of it. But unbeknownst to me, a colleague of mine uh, was eavesdropping and he heard the whole thing and he came up to me and he said to me, you have a gift. I'm like, uh-huh. I'm like, yeah, whatever. And I didn't think much of it. And, you know, I, I, I just, you know, continued doing my work. And the next day he came next to me. He's like, hmm, he's like, show me everything that you did. Show it to me. I'm like, oh, okay. So I showed everything that I did, you know, how I structured my day and the strategies that I used and the programs that I used. And he's like, huh, clever. Um, uh, yeah, okay, and, and again, uh, it went completely over my head and didn't think much of it. And like the next week, the following week, he came up to me and he was like, Ella, this is amazing. I apply everything that you show me, I applied it on my own work and it made a huge difference. I was like, okay, great. And again, went over my head, didn't think much of it. And, um, uh, that same colleague, he went to a lot of people and he told everyone, he's like, you need to go to Ella. If you're stressed out, if you don't know what to do, you need to go to Ella because Ella knows what to do. And before I knew it, I was kind of the go-to person and everyone was coming to me like, oh, Ella, can you please show me how and, and whatever. And, and I was like, yeah, sure. And I showed the people all those things. And um, after a while, I noticed that I actually had a lot of fun in doing it. And yeah, I was like, oh, I like, you know, it made me a little bit warm and fussy. And, you know, I was like, oh, you know, I, I actually enjoy teaching people stuff. And then I made a little bit of like a, a cheat sheet for my colleagues and gave them out and stuff like that. And then I thought like, okay, am I able to, what I taught my colleagues, am I able to do it to other people as well? 
So I hosted some free coffee meetups. <laughs> and then um, that became quite a success. And then I, you know, I created a whole workshop around it. And then I uh, taught it to businesses. And it is what it is. Yeah, what it is right now, what I'm calling the success accelerator for employees. So <laughs> became full circle. So, and so something that I had um, rejected for quite some time actually became my passion. So, and I never expected it that it would show up in this shape or form. <laughs> that is a fascinating story. So, it wasn't like I love how you like keep keep saying that it just kept going over your head like yeah. what people were like trying to say that you were impacting them with brilliance so when yeah. you got started um so okay um what when when was the moment where like you realized oh wow like this what i'm doing is not common for people and uh, but it's easy and people need to understand this. And so you yeah. like, started to create like this, this vision of a business in your mind. Can you mm -hmm. tell us about that moment? Yeah. So um, it has been quite a while uh, after that because uh, it went over my head because it was a second nature to me. It was became so easy for me because I, I was like, okay, if I know this, everyone else know, knows it as well because I didn't study for it. I didn't, you know, I didn't go to college to, uh, to get that information whatsoever. And um, yeah, I think it was around, um, I think when I hosted the second workshop, then I was like, okay, this is a thing. This is something that uh, I can teach and that people actually like uh, to learn and apply and yeah, that they need. And yeah, so it was around the second workshop and from then on, yeah. That's amazing. So, I never stopped. <laughs> I love it. So when, when it came clear to you that this is what you needed to do, mm -hmm. like, are, are you, are you just trying to take it one day at a time or like, do you have like a huge goal that you're trying to achieve with, with this um, employee success formula? So, um, like monetary goals or in helping people wise? Either one. Okay, so my goal is by um, the end of 2020, I wanted to have helped at least 10,000 people, at least, and um, monetary goals, it would be awesome by uh, Funnel Hacking Live 2021 to get up the stage and to have the Two Comma Club Award. <laughs> so those are my two goals, but the, you know, to help 10,000 people, that is my primary goal. I love that. So and what, what would that mean for you? Like what, what is the meaning behind that of helping 10,000 people? So what would for me, uh, mean to me, it means that 10,000 people are able to enjoy the work a lot more, you know, that they are going to work with, uh, with a lot of less stress, that they are able to uh, communicate better with their uh, colleagues, you know, that they do not have such a burden when they go back home, that they actually are able to let the work be at work and not take it at home. Um, if you look at statistics uh, wise, it is really, um, I say discerning, um, I don't know if I use the right word. Um, they did a survey that in the United States and in the UK, 94% of all the employees are stressed. 94. 
that's a huge percentage. You know, yes, only 6% of them is not stressed. So what would that mean if I would be able to take a little nugget down, you know, of those uh, snippet of those 94%, you know, and make them less stressed? Because, and also for the companies, because, because, because of the employees are so stressed, it is a 450 to 550 billion healthcare cost every single year for the companies that they need to pay for stressed out uh, co-workers, for burned out current, uh, co-workers, for turnover, et cetera, et cetera. So that is what I would like to accomplish. That's amazing and, and yeah. so, so needed. As, as someone who used to work in corporate America, um, burnout, overworked <laughs> hours, stress, it's, it's very, very real. I experienced all of it. It's mm-hmm. one of the primary things that drove me to become an entrepreneur. And so mm-hmm. um, I, I think that that's amazing because being an entrepreneur isn't for everybody. So if you can mm-hmm. help people be less stressed in, in their jobs, it can, it can make a big, big difference in the world. Exactly. And, and what I would also uh, like is, you know, that they can find their own power because everyone ha- has their own super skill, right? But they're not applying it. So, you know, that I want to figure out, okay, what is your superpower and how can you apply it to your job right now? And what mm. is the uh, eventual angle that you need to go to, what you need to aim for? That's amazing. No? So, so as you've embarked on this journey, what's, what mm-hmm. has been a primary struggle that you've encountered as you've tried to build this thing and spread your message? A, a personal struggle? Yeah, it could be a personal struggle or it could be a business struggle. So the personal struggle is um, more to get out of my own comfort zone, to get out of my own head, you know, because I've been in, in uh, you know, I've been an employee for over 20 years and, you know, and to get finally into that business mindset, to make that transfer, you're like, okay, I'm on my way right now, but you're like, oh, shoot, I don't know how to do it. <laughs> so, you know, you learn a lot by trial and error and, you know, fall flat on your face a couple of times. And, um, yeah, so most definitely um, for, for, for me, it was overcoming the obstacle in order to take action. And, but eventually when I did that, you know, everything became clear. I had and- to hear a lot of no's before a yes came. <laughs> Yeah, that's it. That's important to remember. Yeah. So what, what tools have you used to be able to get out of your own head and move forward? Sure. So uh, a thing that I like to use um, are motivational videos. And you can find a bunch load of them on YouTube. And um, you have some of the channels uh, who make those motivational videos, make them with music in the background. And what happens, you know, they create suspense and drama. So in your head, what happens, like the, the, the motor's keeping running and you're like, oh, I can do this. <laughs> and it, it helps me with exercising as well. And, you know, on the treadmill. And uh, so that's what I'm giving out to people as well, uh, which I've called the actionator. And it's like the, my 15 most favorite motivational videos. So, uh, yeah. That, that is what I do. I use motivational videos. Um, I meditate. So it's really contradictive. So at one point I use that because it's really, really hard, you know, people shouting in your ear and music. And on the other hand, I'm really, really still and, you know, getting inward. Um, I like journaling. 
you know, to get everything out of my head and just uh, onto the paper. And that's about it, actually. Those three things. And those are powerful. Those are powerful, mm -hmm. powerful tools. I've used those um, in different times myself. And, and music is, is a powerful emotional motivator. Mm -hmm. journaling, journaling for me is something that I, I do every day. Uh, to help me clear my mind and be clear on what I'm trying to accomplish. So yeah, I love that. I love that. So um, in our communication back and forth, you talked about mm -hmm. how you have these three pillars to successful execution. Yes. I would love for you to, to go ahead and tell us what about, what are these pillars about and, and how do they, how do they help people? Yeah. So the three pillars of uh, successful execution are a one mindset you know, uh, so what do you do and what do you think on, on a daily basis? So what doesn't help? Uh, we need to take it, that out, out of the equation, and we need to replace that with a good uh, tool, you know, what you're just talking about. Uh, the second one are habits. So which habits do you need to learn in order for you uh, to get further in life with productivity and efficiency based on the pers personality type that you are? You know, it's not a one size fits all. So, um, for example, if you have you and you would do the assessment, then like, okay, you're this type of person, then you would need to do this. You know, these habits uh, will suit you. And then uh, I will help uh, or I will talk about the habits that you need to unlearn. You know, the most uh, uh, productivity myths that they are. There are a lot of productivity myths uh, in this world that, you know, I help people to unlearn. And the third pillar is mastery. And uh, that's mastery of the systems, of the uh, software systems that you're using, the tools that you're using in order to create your pr uh, product or service. Because um, that's also a pillar that people do not use to their fullest potential. And if you uh, use those three pillars, then you become a master of taking massive action and you're on a roll. You know, no one will be able to keep you up. <laughs> I love that. So how, how, could, how could someone go about identifying a, uh, like you mentioned, um, with mindset and with habits, things that need to be taken out? How do you yeah. identify things that need to be removed from, from your life, free from your mindset? Yeah. So uh, what we will talk about is, um, you know, they need to get an understanding, like, what are they thinking on a daily basis? What are they saying to themselves on a daily basis? What are they doing on a daily basis? And the actions that they take, are they helping them towards a goal or taking them further? And uh, it's really a big understanding, you know, what they're doing. And if they have a clear um, assessment after that, you know, they are clear on what they are doing and the things are not working, we need that taking that out of the equation. So for example, with mindset, uh, a lot of people are talking negative uh, to themselves, you know, oh, I cannot do this, you know, my, uh, I cannot do this because of my family, I have a bad education, blah, 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 blah. So you need to remove all that and you need to uh, import them with positive affirmations, you know, like, I can do this, you know, uh, um, <clears throat> uh, or like, I'm scared, like, oh, I'm not scared, I or um, I'm not experienced or with I am experienced, you know, I'm an expert in my field, I'm an expert in my niche, you know, to replace those things. Um, yeah, that's it, like more or less. And also, um, 
from beginning to end, you know, from the time that they uh, wake up, from the time that they go to bed, we really do an assessment. We really, um, how you say, chop everything down to the fullest. <laughs> I love that. Those are, those are really powerful and specific yeah. tools. Thank you. Yeah. So can you give an example of someone that you've helped recently to mm -hmm. um, either in your employee um, accelerator or, or mm -hmm. with these three pillars? Can you give an example of like how you helped them and what the result was, how their life changed as a result of, of this process? Sure. So um, I can talk about a company that I helped with a process. So I did exactly the same, but then with the whole department. So there was a financial department. And uh, one of those things that they did, uh, the account payable department, they took about 69 days in order to pay an invoice. So from the moment an invoice came in, 69 days later, the invoice was paid. That in this day and age is way too long. So that process is broken. So I had to go through the whole process from beginning to end. I'm like, okay, so what is happening here? So from the moment that that letter is going through the uh, mailbox, what happens? Who opens it? How many days does it stay there? To who does it go to? How many days does it stay there? And um, then I noticed that at one point, um, uh, there was a, a, a director and he kept all of the invoices on his desk for over 40 days. And why? Because he was convinced in order for the invoices that needed to be paid out, that he needed to sign everything off personally. And it's like, no, 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 no. I'm like, this is really, really old fashioned. Um, more than 99% of all of the invoices that you get, you already budgeted. I'm like, there are no like, um, uncommon expenses, you know, like expenses that you didn't expect. 99% of the expenses you already know from the upcoming year. So there's no need or whatever for you to keep those invoices for 40 days on a pile. And he wasn't convinced. So uh, unfortunately, I had to uh, talk with the CFO. And also because of that, because I talked with the CFO, we um, noticed or he noticed that because he was so um, slow in signing all of those invoices that um, like for, I, I think for like 8,000 euros, they had to pay in collection officer uh, bills. Yeah, so that's a huge of extra expenses because they didn't pay in time. And the thing is, um, in the Netherlands, you have to pay within 30 days. So, and if you don't pay within 30 days, you know, the company can say like, okay, we're, you know, I'm going to give you a fine for a percentage. And if you don't pay after that, we're going to send you to a collection officer. And that's what they did. So there are all kinds of extra expenses. So after I have um, slimmed down the whole process, we were able to narrow down to 11 days. So from 69 to 11 days. That is amazing. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I love how like you took the time to investigate and go through the whole process and find out yeah. like where, where was it broken? That's, yeah. That's it was so broken great. Finance director. <laughs> I love it. That is a powerful yeah. experience. Mm -hmm. So, um, this, this work is incredible. Um, so 
How, how can people, how can listeners learn more about what you're doing and, and follow along to be able to understand some of these things that you teach people? Uh, sure. So um, I have a Facebook uh, group. It's called uh, Productivity Hacking 101. Uh, learn to work uh, to l- learn how to work to up to eight times faster. <laughs> um, so they can find me there. I have a, a Facebook page as well called Declutter Your Mind because that's the whole essence, you know, of the three pillar system is that we declutter your mind uh, in order to get all the junk out. Um, and Instagram, also the declutter company. I love it. Okay. So I will put those links in the notes to this episode mm-hmm. for those listeners that want to uh, get more content from you and follow you so that they can, they can be more productive as well. So thank you so mm-hmm. much for that. You also mm-hmm. talked about, and this is guys, this is an incredibly generous, generous offer that Ella has given, but um, you said you'd be willing to even do a three, a, a free 30 minute consultation for yes. people that um, are interested in getting personalized help on their productivity. Do you want to speak yeah. into that and why you're willing to do that? Cause that's amazing. Um, because I want to give more, uh, what I said earlier, people are so stressed out already and it's only getting a bigger problem. So the thing is that I just wanted to help them for 30 minutes, uh, learn a little bit more about them and their problems and like within those 30 minutes, I'm mostly able to give them some tips and tricks and that they are able to work with. I love it. Well, thank you so much. That's incredibly, incredibly generous for our listeners. So I always love to end with, with one last question. And that Mm -hmm. is like, you're on this journey and you've talked about how like it's sometimes it's hard to get out of your own head and, and that's a personal process that everyone needs Mm -hmm. to go through. What are some of the transformations that have occurred as you have been creating this, this movement for people like the, like personal transformations for you? For me, um, I became bolder, you know, I'm able to speak out, uh, more. Um, I was not able to do that at all. You know, sometimes I still struggle, um, especially, you know, when English is not my first language. Um, yeah, about that, that's a transformation. Uh, also, um, that that I realized that I really need to do this, not for, just for myself, but uh, for other people, but also for my family and for my friends. Um, because I noticed when I started my business, a lot of people, maybe you had that as well, are hesitant, skeptical, you know, uh, they wanted to make fun of you. But now that I, I've noticed that I made the shift, that I made the actual shift in, you know, having my own business, people started to change their behavior as well. I didn't, be, I'm not the laughing stock anymore. <laughs> so, you know, people are taking me more seriously and they're like, oh, we see that Ella can do it. So maybe we can do it as well. And, you know, that's for me is the biggest uh, compliment, you know, that people are like, okay, I can, you know, uh, do something different myself for myself as well. I'm not, uh, you know, I will not be stuck in the same job or the same thing forever and ever. So I'm showing that in a different way. I love that. And that's really, really powerful to be able to stand in your power, stand up. I, I was doing an interview yesterday and they said to be able to stand up inside yourself sometimes yeah. is really challenging. So that's amazing. Exactly. Well, Ella, thank you so much for being on the, on the podcast with us today and for sharing your knowledge and sharing your love for what you're doing and how you're helping people and for being so generous with, with our listeners today and what you taught. Thank you so much for coming. 
No, thank you. I'm really, again, really grateful for the opportunity. Thank you for tuning into the Marketing Matrix podcast. On the next episode, we hear from Jason Wright. Jason is an absolute wizard when it comes to integrating technology to help your business just explode. This ClickFunnels active campaign and Facebook ad ninja knows his stuff and is always delivering high value to his clients. He is also full of amazing, life-changing quotes throughout the episode. So make sure to click over and listen to that episode. But while I've got you, always, as always, want to remind you of two things. First of all, the Marketing Matrix Toolbox. This resource is a marketer's dream. Tons of free resources all grouped together from all of our guests from the Marketing Matrix in one member's area, free for you to access all the time. For you to get access to that, go to toolbox.themarketingmatrixpodcast.com. After you do that, we'd love for you to enjoy, to join the conversations surrounding marketing, specifically around Facebook ads that we're having in my free Facebook group. That group is called Facebook Ads for Coaches, Course Creators, and Lifestyle Brands. So come on over to that group. You can hit that group by going to facebook.com slash groups slash ninjas. All right, guys, see you in there. Enjoy the toolbox. That's it for now. See you next time on The Marketing Matrix.